0: Sunday, everybody, and welcome back to the Couchside Judges. I'm Scott Fontana. Follow me on Twitter at Scott underscore Fontana.
1: And I'm Dan Urban. Follow me at TheDanUrban. Follow the the podcast at Couchside Judges and subscribe to us wherever you listen.
0: And if you like this show, give us that five-star review you've been waiting to do.
1: And as always, we talk judging and MMA, so you should read the criteria at abcboxing.com.
0: Dan, we had a very, very busy fight weekend here. A bit. It was UFC. It was Bellator. It was Eagle FC. It was One FC. Uh, and that doesn't even get into some of the other peripheral things like bare knuckle, which we don't really pay attention to because that's not MMA.
1: Yeah, I don't care about bare knuckle
0: boxing. You know, uh, there was that crazy knockout as well. Did you see that one? I did not. No,
1: I did. I didn't watch. I, I didn't watch any any fight that wasn't UFC or that we didn't have to talk about today.
0: I say yes. So uh like like I said you're you're more of a casual uh fight fan.
1: Well, this week, yeah. I had a I had a my side job took up all my time on Saturday. This is your side job. And I didn't and I didn't want to spend my Sunday watching uh regional MMA. So
0: <laughs> fair enough. Oh, uh, you really do not like Bellator, sir.
1: Put, put it this way, if I told you I said, "Hey Scott, you got to watch this." crazy fight at uh, EFC, a local promotion in northern New Jersey. They got it on YouTube. You need to go watch it now. You're yeah, eh, I'll take your word for it that it was a good fight. That's I don't of- know
0: about that. I don't know. It, it See, it depends who it's coming from. And obviously, we're talking about a degree here, which is a crazy fight, which is not how anything was sold to you uh, in this particular case of, of the Tour weekend. But if you tell me, you being a man that I trust and, and appreciate, you gotta watch this fight. It's crazy. I'll do it for you sir I would do I, that
1: for you I don't think you would I think you, I, well I, you know what you're, you're uh, you got no faith I, in me I because that's how that's that me setting the stage for how i I present you know Bellator so
0: all right fair enough fair enough but anyway so let's let's kind of let's dive in a little bit with UFC first you know give give you give you what you'd prefer to talk about uh which UFC Vegas 50 we finally arrived at the at the 50th Vegas non pay per view show at the Apex. Congratulations. Um it was just wonderful. Actually, it really was like in the prelims. It was fantastic before you ducked out.
1: It was great. And I, I had that feeling I almost put that out in the universe saying once I stop watching, it's gonna go go to crap. And that um, didn't happen. That's no, not true. It didn't happen. Um and actually I, I actually thought the main event was actually a pretty decent fight. It didn't I... it didn't live up to the bar that was set by the prelims. Yeah. But that's fair. But I, I thought it yeah, I, I don't I think, think it deserved the uh the uh negativeness it got. I thought yeah, it was, I, I think thought probably it was a, a lot fight. of it was
0: yeah, I mean the bar was set really high. It's hard to it's hard to keep up when you've got especially on the on the main card, there was a, a round of the year contender um already in there too.
1: <laughs> that that was which was wild. Diaz daly esque. <laughs> we'll we'll get to that one yeah. soon. Uh
0: or later on, I guess, in the show. Uh, after we go through contested rounds, but yeah, no, I, I think you raise a good point. Ma- Magomedakayev and, and Tiago Santos wasn't it wasn't like a stinker, you know. They weren't just leaning on each other or having a staring contest, but it was let's say it was more paced. Um, it was more calculated. It really didn't pack a whole lot of excitement, except for the 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 one time where Tiago Santos actually had Akalayev in a little bit of trouble,
1: and that's trouble. I mean, mm-hmm. that was what you know. Both guys respected each other's power, so I think that's what you're gonna get. A lot of times
0: the, these sites will happen at uh, at light heavyweight and above uh, and even probably at middleweight, too, depending on the guys. So I mean, also,
1: yeah, leg was purple. So it's not like Santos wasn't striking. Or no, really no, engaging, no. So. I, don't, I don't
0: think anybody thought that there there was nothing happening. But again, we're, we're talking about 25 minutes where there probably was only like one real raised, uh, I guess, excitement level. One high spot encounter. One high
1: spot. Sure. Yeah. Uh,
0: but. You know that out of 25 minutes, compared to again everything else, it doesn't it doesn't stack up.
1: We got spoiled. Probably
0: did. That's that's probably fair. Um, I'm glad you actually brought that up when you, when you were talking about this before the show. I, I think you you helped me put it in better perspective. So I appreciate <laughs> that. Um, but I guess the only question I really have coming off of this uh, main card here, other than the fact that we had a lot of fun watching, uh, you know, the prelims and the main card and everything like that, uh, the main event here. Magov and Nikolaev obviously the winner how far is he from a title shot is is he is he a fight
1: away two fights away what's going on what do you think you know what i think he could be a fight away it's really how they want to shape this division i, I would i would imagine blahovic and rakic if they actually do do fight um again like they said they're going to reschedule it but i think they would have first crack whoever wins that but if that doesn't happen i i would be if i was on Kalayev, i'd be pushing to fight someone like anthony smith on the same card that glover's fighting against Yuri Prohaska, try to I get on...
0: square I, that I saw uh, somewhere that Ankleyev is not looking forward to fighting Anthony Smith, actually, in particular.
1: Be- are they teammates or something, or...? No,
0: I think he just didn't want the fight. Doesn't
1: want... Oh, well, that's kind of weird. If you, he's ahead of you, you got to fight him. Who else? You, you can't fight anybody well, it else. It depends
0: on... Yeah, dismiss his fight with Anthony Smith following his uh, his victory.
1: Okay, then maybe try to try to swoop in and take that rackets fight and do it the same night that Glover does it so you're on the same schedule as the champ. That's a possibility,
0: I suppose. He said he deserves the next title shot. That's really where he's coming from. He just I don't think he wants to take a fight with Anthony Smith.
1: Oh, no. oh
0: let's see. Oh, and another thing here uh, from the post-fight. Uh, Anthony Smith was offered to fight, his, his quote, Anthony Smith was offered to fight me before, and he wasn't interested, as I have said. Uh, now I'm looking forward to the title shot next. I believe I deserve it. So there you go. There's some perceived, like, oh, he didn't want to fight me, so I don't want to fight him
1: now. All right, three fights before title shot. Three fights. Okay, I changed my mind. Yep.
0: All right, you uh, you, you're very punitive in, in the way you react to things.
1: Well, he's the he's the only guy available except the champ.
0: I don't, hey, we'll see. You know, I mean, obviously he's not going to get a title shot off at this fight because this wasn't really anything that you know electrified anybody. He's really got to beat someone I think even higher up to actually make this the case. There, it's probably a fight to me, maybe, but I don't know who it is. I, I don't
1: know. I don't know. I do not know. And there's
0: also, hey, you know, just to throw a name out there,
1: Jamal Hill. Yeah, well, if he's not going to fight Anthony Smith, there's no shot he's going to risk Jamal Hill all the way that far behind him. It's like six Perhaps spots not. behind him. So,
0: Yeah, I mean, well, who knows? I mean, it depends on the reasoning, I suppose, and uh, and the stakes that are involved and that kind of thing. But what I what I do like about this one is it's to, a fight between two guys who are obviously con- on their way up. Their only losses are to Paul Craig.
1: Yeah. <laughs> both Paul Craig, sub, by the way, right? is, both, he,
0: uh, is, he's a real one. He, he's, he's an excellent fighter.
1: I like Paul Craig
0: and we will actually be seeing him in action this weekend. Yes, which we'll get to later too. But uh let's let's shift over to Bellator before we get into contested rounds. Uh again, I know you don't love Bellator. You didn't watch much Bellator except for what I made you watch. Um and I don't think you even watched the entire main event uh because you're lame. But this was I thought a very fun fight.
1: Uh from the round I watched it looked like it was probably a good fight. Um but I stuck to my guns. I didn't want to go back on it. So I was like, there's no way I can watch it now and respect myself. So
0: That's that's true. That's true. And you couldn't uh uh, you couldn't just be like, Yeah, fine Scott, I watched it.
1: (laughs) Maybe maybe tomorrow I'll feel different and I'll watch it. But Yeah,
0: do do it after the show. That's a better time.
1: Yes. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um but yeah, I I thought it was a fun fight. Uh, I'm I'm always interested in uh and particularly Adam Boric who who got the win um over Mads Burnell. But I've, I've had my eye on him for a while. He's he's been a very interesting guy. Even ever since they brought him in to face uh, Aaron Pico, who I don't know what the thinking was there. Did they think they were just trying to give Aaron Pico a stiff test, or did they just not realize that Aaron Boritz was actually like a legit fighter? I don't know.
1: I I don't know either.
0: That was I was at the Garden a few years ago. Uh, I was there for that. one. I remember
1: that Pico, Pico losing kind of seemed like a shock to people, though. At least that's how it was well, it received. Was, it
0: was coming off of his first loss, too. That was the weird part. It's like, oh, he already lost. Let's give him someone who's probably even better. <laughs> uh, I think Boris is a really good fighter. Um, And off of this win, I, I, I'm i thinking he's probably got to be the next in line. It, it makes all the sense of the world. It seemed like a number one contender's fight. Um, I think it was promoted as such, but I guess you just never... I never really take anything for granted in fight sport. So I always treat it with a little bit of a grain of salt. But yeah, I, mean, I I like the idea that this would be uh against the winner of AJ McKee against Patricio Pitbull, that rematch that we're getting. Uh does is that a fight that actually would interest you though?
1: I would watch any as fight as a non military a- fan. Any fight with AJ McKee, I will watch. What um, about Pitbull? Yeah, Pitbull too. Pitbull's good, but okay. he's kinda on the way out, I think. Um no,
0: I, he's obviously on the back nine somewhere in there, I don't know where, but he's he's been an amazing fighter.
1: The thing is, we're we're just we're just not, as fans, we're not getting the fights we deserve because these guys should be fighting the best competition in the world, and it's just not available to them. So,
0: well, I mean, that's a whole nother show. I don't think we want to get into that subject matter tonight. There's just there's just an
1: insane. They fall off a cliff after these two. It just whoosh, poof, falls to the bottom by like in Bellator. You're saying yes, the in, of, of, yeah, in Bellator. I don't think
0: that's fair. I mean, bam. yeah, they're they're definitely better, you know, but it's not like. It's not like Adam Borge is like the seventieth best featherweight out there. He's like, I don't think that he's that
1: eighteen. Would be fair. I think he's like eighteen.
0: Yeah, that's pretty good. But considering that the UFC does have yes, most of the the best talent at one hundred forty five pounds, to, to to consider the fact that Bellator has three of the top eighteen, honestly, the UFC should have a, a better market share than that than they do, but they don't.
1: All right, three out of eighteen. It's not many.
0: Sure, but that's one out of six. <laughs> It's I, not bad.
1: I can't. No, I can't. I. I. Not. They're not even trying. Bellator doesn't even try. Oh. I. I <laughs> that isn't even true. They don't even try. They tried. They developed AJ McKee. They tried pretty good, and it worked. One guy. One guy got to the top. Patricio Pip, That's it. That's it. One guy. We don't
0: have all day for this one, but Bellator. I uh, respect
1: the officials that they bring in. That they, they only bring. They bring in top-notch officials, and for them, for that reason, I respect that. For those guys. I watched <laughs> that the fight it for them. But Bellator, outside of that, really doesn't deserve my, my patronage.
0: Fair enough. <laughs> uh, let's move on, though, to Bellator uh, contested rounds because we only have two of them, actually. And this was at an event in Missouri, in St. Louis in particular. So. I didn't quite know what type of judges they were going to be able to bring in. I don't know if it was going to be, you know, a lot of the traveling judges that weren't going to Vegas or if it was going to be all local judges. And and it was a majority of of local judges. But we saw a couple of officials uh, and referees as well. Uh, Jason Herzog was refereeing in the, refereeing in the main event. Um, we saw a couple of officials who, you know, we typically see at other, you know, Bellator or, uh, you know, other shows around like uh, Marcel Varela uh Jared Vallel uh veterans of of you know different states and things like this. So it was it was good to see at least that it wasn't just purely a local uh level show for you know for a Bellator on Strike Force. Uh, excuse me. Strike Force. Uh Showtime.
1: They don't even feel like Strike Force. Strike Force. No is they clone. don't. I'm not, no they well cuz it's Bellator. What do you want? Sorry. <laughs>
0: Of course, I don't feel like it. Anyway, um, but we do have, again, like I said, two rounds. Only two out of 21 had any disagreements, so they, they were really uh, in lockstep here. I think a lot of it was just clear fights, too. But uh, we will go to the main event, actually, and the one of the two rounds came in the third here. Adam Boris, of course, got the win over Mads Brunel. Two scorecards of 49-46 out of 50-45, and we're talking about round three as the split Uh it's really just between whether did boards have a shutout or did Burnell actually get this round. So Dan, what happens in this round?
1: Uh, basically around both guys stick their front foot in the tire and just slug it out. Or you can say they, they fall in a phone booth pretty much. I think that's how big John put it. Uh, I don't think the body works having the effect that they're saying it is like, Oh, it's hurting him. I think more of the effect from the body work is him dropping his hands to open the, open the head up. And I think the the headshots were really what, were the most impactful from Burnell and I think that's why he wins this round for me uh Boric kept landing he landed a decent amount but I didn't think he had the same impact on there I'm 10 nine Burnell.
0: yeah I think it's it's kind of a volume versus impact kind of thing and and really you're supposed to weigh that immediate impact more heavily so that's why I also saw this one as a Burnell round so I sided with uh again the traveling judges uh Marcel Varella and Jared Vallel. Uh, it was local judge Travis busking uh, don't know if I'm saying it right. Give it a try. Uh, who saw it for Boris here and gave all five rounds to the winner here? I just I don't think it's the strongest case. I I, I guess you can probably argue it uh, depending on how impactful you thought some of the volume really was. But I just didn't see it from you know the television angle.
1: No, and I, I didn't. But I didn't appreciate them saying that judges don't weigh um, body work because I really don't think the body work was all that great as people were making it out to be. Mm-hmm. It was there. No, that's fair. And it opened the head. Yeah. So it's effective. i but I mean they weren't fight ending strikes by any, any stretch. So
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's all it's effective offense though.
1: Yeah, right. It's effective. but it's not like they're not weighing it. That that's my point. Right. They are weighing it. I all just right. don't think it's 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 getting the weight you want it to get.
0: You think it it's being weighted appropriately? Yes. Okay. All right. Sounds fair to me. Uh and then again, we only have one other round. From Bellator, that includes the prelims too. So uh, honestly, they were they were really—I don't know if it was just an easy show to judge, or or the judges just did a good job staying on the same page. But uh, in in the other main card fight that we're talking about here is uh Gazi Rob—I'm going to say it wrong, but Rabadamov, Rab- Rab- Rabadamov, Rabadamov, Rab- mm-hmm. Rabadamov. There we—I go. got I think I got it right. <laughs> we'll we'll go with it. <laughs> uh <laughs> he got the win over JJ Wilson. Uh another unanimous decision here Two 28s and a 30-27. So we're looking at round 1 whether Wilson got off to a good start or if it should have been a Rebatiov round. So what happens here?
1: Um well Wilson missed just about everything he threw uh, except for a few leg kicks, but uh Rabotimov, Rab- Rabotimov. What uh, was we'll robotimov? Robotomov wasn't uh, landing really anything of that much impact. Just his leg kicks were pretty good. Uh, final minute, Wilson lands the front kick to the face and follows up with a couple punches. And those were the most immediate impactful strikes of anything in this round, really. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm on him, 10-9 Wilson.
0: Yeah, I, I saw it as well. It, kind of a weird round in, in the fact that there was, like, you, you have a lot of not happening. And then all of a sudden, he just kind of takes it, right?
1: I do have a question about, because he, he throws a spinning back fist that's blocked. And then he shakes his hand like, "ow, that hurt." Mm-hmm. Like, Rabotimov should get points for that. That's not a question. Well, does he get points for that?
0: Oh, <laughs> I would say no. But he's <laughs> not like he did anything to because make that it say, his, because that his, he, he placed his. I don't know. He blocked it. Well, I but guess. if you
1: check a kick and you hurt the guy's shin, <sighs> is it different than that? I don't know. I'm not saying I mean, break. It is, is sh- I guess
0: it's. I guess it's a fair question.
1: I'm not saying break the shin like Wideman or Silva, but I'm saying say, yeah, you yeah. know, a, a nice lump develops over that. Or now say Wilson does, isn't able to throw his right hand anymore because he, he broke it. I, I wonder... you know, I'm not
0: the authority on this. So, yeah, it may, maybe that is worth uh, fielding a question from anybody who feels like uh, writing into Dan or I. Uh, you know how to hit us up on uh, social media. So go that route if you'd like. Um we can move on though, and and finally get out of the the Bellator Hellator for uh, for Dan here. Moving on, <laughs> that's what you should call it Hellator. I just thought of Helator. that. Before.
1: I mean, they do have some good fights from time to time. I they would have some really good fighters and think... fights, and they've
0: homegrown a lot of them too. They have, we don't have they all have... day for this show because it's super late. They but have some. They have some. I texted you a bunch of them yesterday.
1: You gave me like
0: Dan, Dan had a very heated argument. I you know I called them names. I wasn't like, heated. You, you
1: were like... heated. I wasn't. No, 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 I was just joking. A lot of mine was. No, yeah. I, I'm
0: playing everything. We're, we're trying to sell a show oh, yeah. here, man. Yeah, that's why we're you remote put tonight. Some drama in.
1: That's why we're remote. Dude, I was, we can't be trusted yeah, in the same that, room.
0: That's that's why I sent like a like a bomb to you in the mail. I did not do that. No, oh, no, no just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. We'll 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 get that. Put that fire out. Uh, <laughs> Going to get myself in trouble. We should move on, though, to <laughs> UFC. Uh, starting with the main event, too, Akalayev got the win over uh, Tiago Santos. It was two 49 46s and one 48 47, uh, which I feel like portrayed the fight you know, closer than it really was, just that one score. But I think we all know what we saw, in the 49 46s are probably more representative. But that doesn't matter anyway, because we score each round individually. We're talking about round one is the only split here. So, Dan, why are we talking about round one?
1: Ah, uh, to be honest, I'm kind of shocked we're talking about this round. Uh, I didn't, I didn't think Santos landed anything decent besides a couple leg kicks. You no, know, Uncle Live even wobbled him a couple times with the punches he landed. I mean, it's a low output round, but I think the difference in the effect is is pretty clear. So, like, uh, I'm a, I'm a bit shocked that we are actually talking about this round. Uh, I'm ten nine Uncle Live.
0: Why Why do you hate Mike Bell?
1: I don't. I love Mike Bell. What do you
0: have against Mike Bell? Lady I mean, he's duty. cage
1: side. Maybe he saw it a little different than I did, but from on <laughs> TV, it, it looked it, it was pretty clear to me.
0: I I guess I was a little bit surprised that this one didn't go all the way unanimous, but I, I still don't think it's the craziest round to go the other way as Mike Bell did in this case. I, I don't think I saw it that way. I, I, I've seen, <laughs> I've seen more uh, defensible rounds, you know, from our seat at home, of course, but yeah, it really did seem like the impact and everything was on, on Kalia's side here. I thought it was a pretty um, strong, not, not strong, but solid, close, but clear round for, Michael, I have to get off to the start here so you know I both sided with Derek Cleary and Sal D'Amato instead of Mike Bell uh and, and Mike Bell actually he's, he's uh he's the judge a couple times uh in this card here including the next fight that we're going to bring up sir and that is Sadiq Yusef, who got the win over Alex Caceres unanimous decision 230 27s and 129 28s so now we're only talking about again round one what'd you say
1: I thought it was a close round. Uh, Caceres gets an early takedown to side control, almost has the back in a scramble. You know, then it's back on the feet, really nothing developed out of that. Uh, both guys landed a couple shots, and then Yusef started using his own wrestling, mainly to keep Caceres on the cage, landing some knees to the legs. Uh, Sadiq does land a decent head kick when they are at distance, but I think the difference in the round is, is Caceres landing these three really solid lefts to the head, two straights and then an uppercut uh, in like a 10-second period. After that, Yousef really was just trying to clinch against the cage and, and land a couple of knees. And, you know, to close out the round or at least close to the end of the round, Caceres, you know, has the neck wrapped up. He just doesn't have control of the rest of the body. But I think it's a Caceres round 10-9.
0: Yeah, I do, too. I, I ended up signing with uh, Caceres as well. Uh, yeah, it came on much stronger at the end. I think this is a kind of a case where, yes, the the way he closed the round actually did make it a lot easier to give him the round. Sometimes that does happen. Less often than I think people want to believe it does, but I, I think that's the case here. So you and I are, are both on the same page as Mike Bell. Hey,
1: <laughs> couchside override.
0: <laughs> so we went against uh, in that case Adelaide Bird and Sal D'Amato. So they they were they were the majority here from the judges. You, I think it's defensible. I think it's very defensible. Yeah,
1: I, I think it's I think it's fine either way.
0: And it didn't end up mattering at all because Yusuf won the fight very easily. <laughs> Well, not easily, but you know what I mean.
1: Cleanly, I suppose. It wasn't who, it wasn't uh up for debate.
0: No, we'll certainly not. So. I, I don't think anyone I think you'd be hard pressed to find somebody who didn't have action on the line for uh Percassaris to make a counter argument. <laughs> we can move on though to uh, a little earlier down the card, Khalil Roundtree, who got a vicious round two TKO against Carl Roberson. Uh that one was intense. Wild. That was great. <laughs> he really brings the violence. He had he had the oblique kick uh win, I think last year, right?
1: And all oh, that people wanted, that kick band. What a silly <sighs> silly thought. Man, I look, I tell you, I
0: I was on that side too. I'm not going to stay stay shy away from it. I still think it's it's kind of a tough thing, but I I don't know. Maybe I was speaking from emotion in that day.
1: Listen, okay, I'll give you this. I will trade that kick to have 12 to 6 elbows.
0: Yep, even trade. All right. I'll take it. Done deal. All right. Just cool. like that Yankees trade that kept me. Uh,
1: oh, kept me yeah. I wanted to... I'm wanted. i still not sure how I feel about it. One hundred percent. My understanding is uh, from a bunch of
0: people who other people have spoken to, like reporters speaking to scouts and things like that. They're kind of split on how they feel about this trade. The trade, by the way, if you're a Yankees fan or a baseball fan, uh, is essentially the Yankees sent out Gary Sanchez and Gio Urshela in exchange for Josh Donaldson of the Twins and Isaiah Kiner-Falefa. Plus a catching, uh, I think he's a prospect, right? Another catcher, yeah, yeah, another catcher. Um, yeah. So Dan's kind of ambivalent on that. It's, it's a lot of you know major league talent. You don't see a lot of major league talent go both ways right. in a trade But like we that. got that's weird. That's
1: a, you know what I'm thinking. I'm I'm, I'm kind of wondering if Oakland told the Yankees, "Hey, get these pieces for us," and then you know we'll talk Olson. Oh, that's That's right, what I'm hoping want for. I still will. I still want to see Garrett Cole and Josh Donaldson in a Bellator cage. Uh, because I'll tune into that one on pay per view. <laughs>
0: what I was gonna say though was that. In speaking with scouts, a lot of reporters, or at least some reporter, was saying that uh, the consensus is that the Yankees are definitely not done. So there you go. Maybe that feeds into it for
1: you. I hope so. (laughs) Uh,
0: But back to the fights instead of the fights that could happen in the locker room between teammates now. uh, (laughs) Why are we talking about round one of round three Roberson?
1: I think this is a really close round. Uh, They came out very aggressive, and then they kind of just stopped and stared at each other for about two minutes. <laughs> uh, I guess the, the big big boys they got a little tired. Uh, I think Roberson Roundtree was saving up. I think Roberson's kicks and knees were the difference. Uh, he landed a few solid leg kicks, a uh, front kick to the face, and a jumping knee to the head. Roundtree lands a few straights that back Roberson all the way against the cage, and he probably would have taken the round had he landed a few more of those. But I just don't think he overcame what Roberson did. So I'm ten nine Roberson.
0: Yeah, I guess I really did think he overcame. So that was that okay. was really what it came down to. It was like, well, how do you really feel about that particular sequence? You know, compared to some of the rest of the rounds and that kind of thing. So that's that's where I went. Very close round. I I have no arguments against you. I I'm, I don't even want to debate it. Honestly.
1: Yeah, it, it uh, feels like this, these are two guys that are missing a letter in their name. <laughs>
0: I had the same thought. You got you got Roundtree, which you you, you want to say Roundtree, but it's not. And you got Roberson, or or Roberson, who you really want to say Robertson? Yeah. I had the exact same thoughts there. My fingers Um, did
1: not agree. I had a a lot of typos.
0: (laughs) I think I'm too used to it with these guys. But, uh, yeah, Derek Cleary and Dave Hagan were the majority judges. I saw it the same way as them. You saw it as uh, Judy Jiro Camillo did. So you and I are not agreeing here. No one gets an override. You and I are split. It's a couchside judges split. Mm -hmm. We don't have a lot of that. I feel like you and I agree a
1: lot. We're seeing things similar. We well we, we probably have a similar understanding of of how at least how we're viewing or understanding we, the criteria so. We have a similar understanding
0: of yeah. the criteria. Do we have the right understanding of the criteria is what's up we, for debate. Yeah. But I don't think it's that debatable that you and I see it the same way.
1: Oh no, we see it the same way, yeah. Mhm. That's true. Mostly.
0: Uh mostly, except when you're when you're when you're way wrong, which you know, sometimes you are. <laughs> Two more rounds here, my friend, we're, we're, uh, we're kind of in the home stretch. There's not a whole lot really going on. There's, there really wasn't, I don't think anybody got super mad about the scorecards, uh, this particular weekend, which was really good. Um, penultimate round we will do, uh, comes in the first round once again, uh, of the curtain jerker of the card, which was Azmat Mirzakhanov, uh, a K Dojo, uh,
1: K-Dojo, trainee yeah. right,
0: right over in Fairfield, right by us. Yeah. Um, yeah. K Dojo used to have a little cross mixing of the of the of the training back in the day when you and I were training together at AMA. Yeah, which is how we got to experience being in the same gym as one Khabib Nurmagomedov,
1: Khabib Aslan Amagov, Aslan. As- ad- ad- yeah, yeah Adlan, Adlan. I'm sorry, Adlan, Adlan.
0: Yeah. yeah, As Aslan is the lion from Lion the Witch in the Wardrobe.
1: <coughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So not quite. uh <laughs> Yeah. different religious philosophies there too but um round one of course we get back to this he got the win by the way over uh tefan and Chukwi by a vicious flying knee in the third round i i when i was watching live i missed most of this fight except for the flying knee i just happened to look up at the right time and i saw like this beautiful flying knee from from a large man i was like this is amazing usually you miss everything but the best strike in this case it was the opposite
1: the funny thing about the uh the knee is. They had a. They had like a great angle where he lands the knee, and he just shoves him to the ground with a little <laughs> extra oomph. Like I'm done with you.
0: There you go. So I like it. I like it. <laughs> uh, that's 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 kind of that Jersey swagger he's starting to pick up being yeah. in our area. <laughs> we'll, we'll just take credit for it. Um, but yeah. So this was round one. I did end up going back and watching it. Of course, I always watch these rounds before I talk about them. Um, can't just wing it. That's, that's just silly. Uh, why are we talking about this round? Though, why is this uh a potential uh, close round
1: here? Uh, I think this is another round of impact versus volume, mm-hmm. pretty much. I, I think Mirzakhanov's is, uh, that's how you say Mirzakhanov?
0: I think it's Mirza, Mirzakhanov's Mirzakhanov. no, I don't know. What yeah. do I know?
1: Mirzakhanov, I, I think he's definitely landing with much more fight-ending intention. Uh, and Chukwi, he's keeping pace in terms of volume, but really the heavy shots are coming for Mirzakhanov. And, and then around two minutes left, uh, Mirzakhanov is wishing that Scott's in charge, and that rounds are now only three minutes because he was like, nah, yeah. I'm good, we're done and Pretty much shut his offense off for the most part, which I think is probably the reason for why this round becomes close. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's starting to gas, and Chukli doesn't really take much advantage, but at least he's the one that has offense during this period. But I still think uh, Mirzakhanov wins at 10-9.
0: Yeah, I also had it from Mirzakhanov. You're gonna mess me up because this is my understanding. Is it's Mirzakhanov? We uh, just disagree. I on keep that. forgetting how to say
1: it. I don't know. We were probably both wrong. We if,
0: we if we were to go to not that. This is the best place to go right now. But if we were going to Russia, uh and we were to try and pronounce that name, I don't think we'd get very far.
1: Mirzakanov. Uh,
0: Mirzakanov. Yeah. But uh yeah, so you and I sided uh with uh, Mirzakhanov. Uh judges Doug Crosby and Salomato saw it the same way. As you and I did. It was Adelaide Bird who was the out judge seeing this for Inchukwi. Um there's an argument. yeah. You know, it's it's debatable enough, I think.
1: Yeah. I'm I'm okay. Really. It's kind of eh. No, it's not feel about this one. It's mainly because Mirz got it right. Uh there you go. allows it to become close and cl- yeah, and clouds it a bit. So
0: sure. And and that's fair. I mean so. it, as long as as long as you can justify it using yeah. the criteria, it's right. it's not it's not misapplied. And that's really where a yeah. judge fails, is if they misapply the criteria. Yep. And I don't think that's the case here. So uh we are moving on now to the final round. Of contested rounds, this was a third round that had almost no meaning on the scorecards, barring some sort of finish or you know, crazy 10 8 situation. Uh, Javed Basharat, uh, who apparently got a, a win at the same time as his brother fighting in another promotion, good for him, good for that family. Uh, he got the win here over Trevin Jones via unanimous decision two thirty twenty sevens 27s and one twenty nine twenty eight. 28. It's again, this third round here is split. What happens?
1: This is a tough round of score. Initially, when I'm watching, I said, No, oh, why, why are we talking about this round? Do I have the right round again? Uh, and then I was like, Oh, that's why. Uh, starts out with Basharat walking Jones down, staying in his face, landing strikes. Uh, Jones is throwing his own strikes, but they're always being re- something's being returned by Basharat. And that's not the case with Jones when he's getting hit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a blowout. But, you know, I think it's definitely pretty clear for Boshra in that first half. And, you know, the second half of the round, Jones turns it up a bit. He starts landing some really solid shots. Uh, probably the best shots of the round from either guy. But um, well, he's got a little emergency urgency here. He knows he's going to lose. Yeah. Um, but then Boshra lands a spinning head kick, uh, some good leg kicks. I think it's a real tough round, uh, but I think Boshra wins it uh, despite the surge from Jones
0: yeah i think so too i think he he did enough to hold on to that round and and, and not kind of squander it i guess so to speak mm-hmm. but again it is still a round that really all he needed to do was survive and not be in like danger mode and and he got the win yep. you know it doesn't take open scoring for you to figure that out so that's that's one thing when not, not to go crazy tangent of open scoring here because we, we kind of just want to wrap this up it's been a long night um but you hear the arguments like oh they're just gonna coast if it's open scoring they know they're up it's like They know they're up a lot of the time,
1: and they fight the same way. It doesn't matter. Yeah, that's true. There's really no coasting.
0: I feel like it it may happen occasionally. You might get that happen, but I think you might also get some very interesting things happen as a result of open scoring. Fighters actually knowing for sure that they're down, and they're like, I'm going to press. And if a fighter starts to coast,
1: maybe they lose. It happens. Yeah. I like open scoring. I mean, it's not—it's not a tool to fix judging, as most people think. That's the reason no. behind it. No, so.
0: no, definitely not. Certainly not. Um, and we'll spend another episode talking about open scoring. I'm sure, but uh, that is it for contested rounds. Moving on to our favorite finishes of—I uh, guess we could do the weekend, but I—I I, I think it because we had such electric uh, fights in Vegas this time. It's easy to just say, "Hey, all of ours came from uh, the UFC Apex." Yeah, eight finishes in all. Five by TKO or KO, three by sub. Four of them ended in the first round. So among those, what was your favorite, sir?
1: Uh, Khalil Roundtree just absolutely smashing Carl Roberson like he owed him money. Yep, just, just like on you know on the street, you see the guy that owes you money, you just start beating the crap out of him. That's what it looked like. So- now I know I, I know you didn't uh, watch
0: live, so you were kind of catching up. Did you happen to watch his post-game, uh, post game or post post? I watched. His I watched. Yeah,
1: I watched the post fight interview what what did you think of it i, I thought it was very it was it's it good. Was very I mean, emotional you should i mean he wants a he wants a platform if, you know and I think they all deserve their own platform even whether they have a title or not or whether you know they're a big draw or not so
0: I just thought it was the the sentiment was nice he also um he was asked at the post flight press conference to kind of elaborate a little more and it, I, I guess that the question was and i think it came from alex mahunin um so I'll credit him if that if that is the case uh the question was uh, what you would tell someone else who maybe was feeling kind of the same way that he was about you know being in a low point and and you know thinking about the uh, taking taking extreme measures just taking one's life uh, it was it was also very powerful and emotional too it was you know kind of just you know remember that you're special and you know there is another day just give it another day that kind of thing I just thought that was very powerful stuff so it, it was nice to hear that kind of thing
1: yeah I mean um, it, it wasn't a new story to me because I watched Tough. Um, okay, so I was aware of that i didn't i didn't that know, i didn't know I didn't know how much how much he wanted to actually you know be that uh role model for Sure. People.
0: So. no I, yeah, I don't watch tough so I ended out some on some of the stories i guess when it comes to those kind <laughs> of uh guys unless i you know if I'm praying to speak to somebody some in some cases I am preparing for an interview or something like that I'll, I'll deep dive in and try to learn more about them but no, I didn't know much about uh stories so that was that was nice to see um but i I have to go with my favorite finish here. It probably comes from that round of the year we referenced earlier, which was when drew Dober got a finish of Terrence McKinney. And I mean, this probably is the clubhouse leader for round of the year. I would think so. It was just a wild fight. I mean, I thought for sure, Terrence McKinney was going to finish Dober in like the first 45 seconds. I think it looked he like several so too. times. Yeah. Um, and sure enough, you keep, you know, they they go back and forth. There's, there's all sorts of craziness. Dober survives, and then finally he gets what was it? A knee that finished it, right? Was that it led to the finishing sequence? Was a knee? Am I misremembering? it uh... It's been a very long night for me. So.
1: <laughs> Actually, now I'm misremembering because I remember I remember M- McKinney landing a knee, a couple of knees I think he landed that dropped Dober. I don't remember what what Dober dropped McKinney with, but it was
0: yeah, I think it was a knee. I, I believe okay. it was a knee that started the finishing sequence. Um, and he kind of followed up on the ground. Yeah. So yeah, that was that was just a fantastic fight. Um, one of those fights that you can definitely show anyone who if you're trying to get them into, you know, combat sports, mixed martial arts, and say, hey, you got three minutes, let's watch this.
1: Yeah, I think this is yeah, this is one to show someone that that's looking for, you know, what fight should I watch to you know get into this? So.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think
1: so too. Um,
0: but again, it was it was a cart full of uh excellent finishes. Those were just two of of many. So I, I would encourage anybody if you did happen to miss it uh or any of these fights i would go back and watch any of the finishes i think everyone really stood out uh in these fights the decisions were you know the ones that went in the distance they were fine to you know solid i think i don't yeah. think we had any heavyweight stinkers
1: no so song you dong that that's a guy to watch though so
0: he is uh he was fire yeah and i don't really know what we're gonna see out of marlon Moraes anymore
1: i well it looked like he
0: retired i mean he looked like he took off the gloves is is that symbolic of that is he who knows? Who really knows? Maybe he was fighting out his contract too. You never know.
1: Yeah, maybe.
0: Um, because I, if I recall, I want to say that Benson Henderson also took off his gloves when he had his last fight for the UFC, and that wasn't a retirement; it was just doing that. So who knows? Uh, I guess we'll we'll let that play out. I'm not. I don't want to speculate too much. But looking ahead now, the UFC train rolls on, and it actually moves away from Vegas for a fight night for the first time in what two years? I think it was the last time was they were in. Uh, um i guess the jacksonville technically was some fight nights
1: yeah jacksonville had fight nights uh
0: i think that's pretty much it though
1: (laughs) that might be it i don't want to you know what we'll
0: we'll also i guess we have to mention um fight island in there as well
1: yeah you gotta
0: mention but you know fight we're talking about controlled environments uh in both of those cases i think this is the first time that they're taking a fight night on the road in front of a crowd in a very long time says pre-pandemic yeah that might have been gosh was it the was it the New Mexico card that we talked about on our, one of our very early shows?
1: Yeah, when John Jones was in the crowd after Bakhovich won. Yeah. Yeah.
0: What a strange time. <laughs> Diego Sanchez that that day, I believe that was the one he won by disqualification. Yep. 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 Played played the game smartly. <laughs> um and then he actually just fought this weekend too, so full circle. Uh I heard he didn't yeah, look so that bad. I didn't get to watch yeah, it honestly. Um but my understanding is yeah, he he looked better than I think a lot of, I think everybody had kind of written him off as like just totally baked. And I think probably a lot of that was just a a product of him being with the wrong people. Now, you know, we're talking about hindsight here. I probably, I'm sure I would have said the same thing. I didn't really give it too much thought, but um, yeah, it looks like he could still fight. You know, Kevin Lee definitely didn't fight. He seems to come almost fight down to his competition based on what everyone was saying. But again, I didn't watch it. I know he got hurt mid-fight so that obviously affects things too yeah. but he, he, he's he's definitely a fighter Lee that you kind of had higher hopes for than he's been able to achieve in the cage so hopefully his knee's okay and he's not going to be missing a lot of time but we're talking about UFC London here again and this uh, at least for those stateside will be taking place Saturday afternoon I think they said a 4pm main card Eastern
1: no I think it's 1pm
0: was it what is 1pm
1: I think it's 1pm that'd mm. be a 7 o'clock start over there
0: well, I guess that could
1: be that's what Tapology. Tapology says 1 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, but are they so, talk about the prelims of the main card? They usually talk about the main, uh, main card. Hmm. I mean, we can double check.
0: Why don't we double check for our listeners here? Well, and while I do that, I will at least set up. Uh, the headliner here is Alexander Volkov versus Tom Aspinall, a heavyweight headliner. I can only assume Alexander Volkov will not have travel restrictions or isn't leaving Russia or something like that right now with all of the craziness going on in that part of the world. I'm, I don't know where he is, but hopefully for his sake, if, the, if nothing else, then uh, he's able to get there and we, you know, everyone gets the fight because it is an interesting fight between the two of them. I, I like Tom Aspinall's prospect. I did, got the sense that he just wasn't necessarily looking to rush himself to this point against uh, <laughs> for lack of, I might as well walk into the pun, uh, rushing into a Russian, rushing into
1: a Russian. Mm-hmm.
0: I, I didn't mean to, it just happened. Sometimes these puns, uh, <laughs>
1: All it right, one welcoming. one p.m. I guess the one p.m. It looks like the whole event is starting at one. See, that's what so. I
0: thought. I, I could have swore that I heard Brendan Fitzgerald saying yeah. it was a four p.m. main card during the broadcast. So that was kind of why it stuck in my head. But okay. um, yeah. Either way, it's the afternoon. You you'll have three nights uh, fight fans for for once in a while. Um, yeah. What do you think of Volkov and Aspinall?
1: Uh, this is similar to Dawkins and Derek Lewis. Can they the these up and comers rise to the challenge and you know earn their spot? You know, amongst the the top of the division.
0: It yes, so. that in that sense that there's a similar dynamic there. It's obviously a very different case here in that yeah. you've got Alexander Volkov who, yeah, I mean he's he, he can hit you pretty hard. He's he's a solid striker, good you know, good kickboxing. But yeah, he doesn't have that Derek Lewis bomb that's just waiting to go off as as unfortunately uh Chris Dawkins was met with in their fight. Um
1: Yeah, I I, I like Aspinall in on this one to actually do get the win though.
0: I think so too. Um he he does seem to have some depth to his game and I think that will serve him well here. So yeah, I, I would say I'm going to say round three TKO.
1: Yeah, I definitely think, I, I think he get to finish round four TKO.
0: All right. Uh, and this of course, being in London, we can expect some international judges here. Um, You know, it's, it, I would, I would imagine we will see some local judges, probably a Ben Cartledge or, or David Leatherby. Um, maybe we'll get some of the international uh, judges that we've seen in the past, like uh, like an Anders Olsen over from Sweden or uh, Clemens Werner, who is he actually sports one of the very best um, percentages uh, of, of being in the majority in uh, among the traveling judges. We can we kind can of as a traveling judge. He obviously doesn't when he when he judges UFC, he's not in Germany. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to seeing a lot of these officials in there again. I don't yeah. know if any American officials are coming over or not, but yeah, I, I expect the the level of judging will be high.
1: Also, also Cage Warriors is Friday in London, so oh yeah, okay. I would I would imagine they can get the no. There's only it's only seven fight card. Nice warm up into the weekend could be a little bit of a crossover there. Yeah, heading into the UFC, ready to go. There you go. Um bunch of fights on this card actually. I like Dan. Is, what jumps out at you? Yeah, first? they 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 kind of they kind of stack this card a bit. For their first uh, fight night out of the Apex, with a little with bit of local flavor on it, actually yeah. a lot. But <laughs> uh, Gunner Nelson, Takashi Sato, it's pretty interesting. I was suspect Nelson's going to sub him.
0: I see. I'm I'm just not very interested in Gunner Nelson fights anymore. But all right, I well, I know he's he, a
1: thing. He plays a, he plays the ground game. I like the ground game.
0: No, I like the ground game, too. But, you know, after I saw him get fooled by Damian Maya, I just uh, it wasn't <laughs> well, as a lot of
1: people get fooled by Damian. Maia.
0: I get it. But oh, my God, I think he, I did. He actually land a strike in three rounds. I don't know. I uh, I don't know. I'm not sure if he did.
1: <laughs> I don't know. That was a very strange fight. There's some there's some good fights here. Ilya Topori is opening the card, which is which is kind of crazy. Opening. The, no, he's not opening the whole card, is he? He was the number one fight at one point. I don't know if they changed it, but I, I know I saw him versus Herbert was the absolute number one prelim. Uh, I'm not sure
0: if that's the case. That could have just been an old one, but yeah, I mean, I yeah it's very possible. It changes, but oh, by the way, uh, Damian Maya against Gunnar Nelson. Total strikes landed Damian Maia. 193 Gunnar Nelson seven. <laughs> so they combined for 200.
1: Any 10 eights in there? I wonder.
0: Um, it was, uh, yeah, uh, actually Adelaide Bird was the only one who gave one 10 eight there you there go, were two from Derek Cleary and Sal D'Amato. Nice. Yeah. That was, uh, <laughs> that was exceptionally lopsided. <laughs> <laughs> that was on the, uh, Aldo McGregor card actually. I big, big yeah. knife for SBG, yep. but not for him. Um, <laughs> 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 uh, anyway, I, I'm actually much more excited for it. Yeah. I, I like, I do like Ilya Teporia. I don't, i love him against uh jai Herbert. I that seems like is that was that one that was like a late replacement kind of situation I don't remember i i don't know that one's not super interesting to me as far as the the opponent i think he's probably ready for someone higher up but oh uh, well, yeah
1: just to see his it, fight, so. it, you know what yeah I want to say
0: that, I want to say that topori is usually a featherweight right I think he's a ranked featherweight am i wrong because this one's at 155.
1: yeah he yeah he's a featherweight yeah yeah
0: so, so he's going on I up. get I, I yeah I, I meant to look up why this happened but I yeah there the was
1: chance. uh mike davis withdrew okay so he just
0: kind of stepped in to get a fight because i know he was yeah. pulled from his fight uh recently as well so uh, but that's at least he'll get some action in there um i'm much more interested in a man we mentioned earlier paul craig going yes. against nikita Krilov, uh who he is actually he's he's also uh from that that strange you know that unfortunate part of the world right now he's from ukraine uh i believe he's also of russian descent too so he, there's very a lot of a lot of emotions coming you know emotional oh, yeah. fighters coming into these fights lately um it's, it's hard to ignore it so um but yeah him going against paul craig who will be fighting at least close enough to scotland it's you know it's england it's not scotland but hopefully uh for his sake a couple of scots will be able to come down there and give him support <laughs> i like him to win that one i like to pour you to win as well
1: yeah me as well paul craig by triangle though
0: uh and i don't think i made a pick for nelson and santa i'll say nelson
1: and I'm going to say Paul Crank by
0: Gogo Plata because oh, I just want it. It's possible. I just want it. If I, if I will it to happen, maybe it'll happen.
1: Yeah. And we have to talk about the other one here, Dan Hooker, Arnold Allen.
0: Yeah. I like that one. I, I've been a big fan of Arnold Allen. I think uh, if he gets a win here, that's, you know, despite the fact that it's Hooker coming down from uh lightweight here, I think at least sets him up for a much bigger fight, potentially getting that, you know, very close to that title shot.
1: Yeah, I would think so. Um, I think I have to pick Allen
0: here. I just don't know how Dan Hooker's body is going to respond down at 45 again. I think that was a hard wait for him. Uh, maybe he's doing better now with it, but he's also coming off some losses, so he's not really been in the best way career-wise.
1: I'm going to pick uh, Dan Hooker just to be on the other side.
0: That's fine. I- I'm going to say decision. I-, I think I think it'll go the distance. A
1: nice, violent fight. Okay.
0: Yeah, I think so. Um, and Patty Pimblitt. I- yeah, Patty Pimblet's on here. Too. I, I had to put him on here because obviously he's he's kind of everyone, everybody someone everybody talks about. I don't really know what to view him as. He's obviously a prospect. I, but like people treat him like he's something
1: more. He's he's a personality. He is. I hope he smashes because I I pulled two Patty Pimblet NFTs from the <laughs> UFC Strike, <laughs> oh and I just want his value to keep going up. So keep smashing, Patty.
0: Okay. So this is kind of like having a rookie card, and you want them to be yes. a star. Yep. All right. Are you gonna sell high, or are you gonna keep this
1: forever? Oh, I'm I'm ready to sell the, the second <laughs> I can get my money back for that pack. I'm selling. if you're
0: if you're interested in trading uh, NFTs <laughs> with Dan, uh, you can you can I'm sure DM him right. You'll figure out how to do that. Yeah. All right. Um, the other one I I wanted to point out I like too is uh Nathaniel Wood back in action against uh Vince Morales at 135 pounds. I like that fight too. I I by the way, Patty Pimlet's gonna win. I'm gonna say round two TKO. Round one TKO he's being set up to win this is, this is a showcase fight oh yeah um i like wood here too i'm gonna say wood by decision over morales
1: mm, no i'm going with uh going with morales oh okay knockout Ooh, we're
0: way opposite now
1: knockout round one i guess we'll see how it goes we will see and that does it for
0: the couchside judges thanks for bearing with us as we had a little bit of technical difficulties i think we made it work right dan yeah, it, it'll, it'll come together. Don't you worry about it. And we will, of course, be back, hopefully in person next time. Hopefully I won't be up so late uh, off of work.
1: So thanks for listening, everybody, and uh, enjoy the week. Take care, everyone.